At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. of the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. We've got a great hour coming up for you as we got a pair of great guests. In 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by Kobe Dant, who does such good work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're going to see if he's got any late action in terms of this college basketball Thursday, and then we're going to be turning it forward to Friday with him. And then in 30 minutes, we got to get you guys what we're seeing in the UFC right now and take a look at this week's card as Billy Ward. He does great work over at Fantasy Labs and Action Network. He's going to be joining me as well as it's been a very hoops jam show tonight. So we've got to get you guys a little bit of UFC. I always do like taking a look at the fight card, trying to be able to make a little bit of money in the octagon as week in and week out. We've been getting some really good cards. I do think that 2024 is going to be very big for the UFC, but what's even bigger is just all the great work that happens here at VEASAN, and it's all thanks to so much hard work that happens behind the scenes. You've got my producer, Dan. He keeps me in line even when our DK Network write-up team of Arizona State decides to end the half on a 16-0 run that they are not on the right side of. Not great to say the least, but Dan, he is absolutely tremendous. He does an amazing job setting up all these guests, keeping me in line, which is not an easy task, so always do appreciate him. If you're watching on YouTube TV, if you're watching on Visa.com, we've got two tremendous technical directors in Alexis along with Andrew. They do such a good job of making me look halfway presentable, which is one of the most difficult things here at Visa to do. I would say if you're power ranking the uh, tests that are done here at Visa, making Greg look halfway presentable in a video format probably number one, and yet they do so also well. All the graphics that you see on the screen as well, that is courtesy of Alexis Alonth Andrew. They do such good work, so appreciate them. If you're listening on SportsMap Radio, if you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, vsin.com, Sean is our audio engineer, does such a good job making things sound all nice, crisp, and clean, and you might be listening a little bit after the fact. Every single show here at vsin, you're able to listen in podcast form, whether that be the Greg Peterson Experience, the show that is coming up after my 
myself with Wes Reynolds along with Matt Humans Visa tonight. They do a tremendous job there, and I encourage you guys to stick around afterwards to listen to their dulcet tones. And you've got Follow the Money, a numbers game, every single show you're VEASAN. You go to VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, list goes on and on. Jaren does a great, great job downloading all those hours, putting them up so that way you're able to listen after the fact. And on top of that, if you're on our Twitter slash X feed at VSIN Live, all those video highlights that you see from all these shows, Jaren's, he does a great job there. So appreciate everyone behind the scenes. They're the best team in the business. And my job now is to be able to have these picks, be able to line up with their great work behind the scenes. And I mean, like Arizona State is not going to be able to help out with that. But if Arizona State does fall, that still leaves us 20 games above 500 with regards to these write-ups. Loss or two, they do happen. And I, it is so important because in sports betting, we're going to take a few losses. Like, unless if we see some sort of a big half from Arizona State, which never count a team out of it, but not looking very good right now. I, it, it's something that does happen. And you have to uh, take a breath. You have to realize what went wrong for me. It's just... Backing Arizona State in general. This is going to be the second write-up that I lose on Arizona State. I've actually won one or two with them. I remember backing them against USC, but certainly proving to not be a trustworthy team, to say the least. I always had a joke that it did feel like the home away from home for Arizona State was Dayton. They're not going to be getting to Dayton this year. Heck, I do not know if they're going to be able to make it to the CBI if they were even eligible for it because you don't have power conference teams in the CBI. But it's been a rough year for them. But you just have to go with what has been working with you all season long. And we've been doing uh, some solid work with regards to the totals. So with a write-up on Friday, how about if we go here? 887-888. It is the Quinnipiac Bobcats who are going to be playing us at Fairfield Sags. Got a total on this game anywhere between 158.5 to 159. And with Quinnipiac, they're between a 2.5 to a 3-point favorite. This just does not make sense to me as to why we've got a 158.5 to a 159 total. These two teams hooked up, I would say, about three and a half or so weeks ago. I believe that it was January 28th. The closing total on that game was 156. And you got a 66 to 64 slog. Now, both teams were ice cold from three-point range. Quinnipiac shot 6-20 from three. Fairfield shot 5-28 of 28 from distance. It's not like these teams are absolute flamethrowers with their offense, though. Quinnipiac is a little bit more of an up-tempo team. Quinnipiac is 51st in all of college basketball with regards to total possessions per game. And Fairfield is no longer the Fairfield of old when they were like 320th in terms of total possessions per game. Jay Young was the coach of this team. He got relieved of his duties weeks before the start of the season, and it's honestly been all the better for this Fairfield team that it just felt like year in and year out. They were just underachieving time and time again. Chris Casey has been able to do a solid job there, but it's not like this team is playing at warp speed. Fairfield, they're about 177th in the country with regards to total possessions per game, and I just don't see where the second chances are going to be coming from in this game either. You've got a pair of teams that they aren't necessarily dominant, on the glass, to say the least, you've got a Quinnipiac team that in games played at home in terms of percentage of their missed shots that result in an offensive rebound. They're 146th in all of college basketball. Meanwhile, you got a Fairfield team that's getting an offensive rebound on 23.4% of their misses in a roadside shoot court venue. That ranks 267th in all of college basketball. Though, you, I will say, with Quinnipiac, you do have a little bit more rebounding with this team, and that is a big reason why I did set them as a five-point favorite. My play is going to be on the total under, but that's 
said, with regards to the spread, I do also like Quinnipiac in this spot. They've been able to do a really good job just both straight up and against the spread of being able to cover these numbers. And when it comes to this Quinnipiac squad, they do have a little bit more down low. Amari Tice, he's been able to give you about seven rebounds per game. Lake what Paul Otino has been able to bring to the table as well. And then with Quinnipiac, you also do have the best facilitator in this game, and that'd be Savion Lewis. He has number four in all of college basketball in terms of assists per game with 7.3. Despite that, though, this is a Bobcats team that they are 230 in all of college basketball in terms of turnovers committed on a per-possession basis at home. You've got a Fairfield team that is 39th in the country with regards to turnovers forced on a per-possession basis, but a Fairfield team that I do think is going to get flattened on the glass because you've got Jasper Floyd, who is one of the most versatile mid-major players they're going to find in all of college basketball. They've really plucked him out, and they've been able to have him be a little bit of a do-it-all guy. Now, he's not necessarily a demonstrative score. He gives you about nine points per contest, but leads the team with six rebounds. So he will give you about four and a half assists, two plus of steals per game. He's been highly versatile for this Fairfield team, and you do have a guy for Fairfield that is able to go into flamethrower mode from three-point range. That'd be Bryson Goodine. Goodine has been able to shoot well above 40% from three-point range, began his career over at Syracuse. He's done a nice job being able to supply the team with 15-plus points per contest, so do love what he's able to bring to the table there. And then on top of that, you've been able to get some good production out of the Bowling Green transfer in Caleb Fields. He's able to give you about 16 points per contest, but I do think that in the end, Quinnipiac has a little bit more down low. I just don't think that you get enough possessions in this game for it to go over. And again, we had a total of six. We had a total of 156 half on the close. First time these two teams played, it landed 66 to 64. In the recent games, they've been a little bit up and down with their scoring. And again, I do think that the three-point shooting is going to be better in this spot. But you've got a Fairfield team that guards the arc better away from home rather than at home. They're a top 75 team in terms of opponents' three-point shooting percentage when they do leave home. Quinnipiac has been a little bit shaky with regards to their three-point shooting defense at home. They're allowing opponents to shoot about 35% from the outside, but you've also got a Fairfield team that they do see a little bit of drop-off with their offense as well. I feel like this is too high of a total. My write-up that is going to be on the under. And with Quinnipiac, did set them as a five-point favorite. I'm going to be willing to lay it right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And then when it comes to this Friday, we're going to be getting quite a bit of Horizon League action as well. You've got Youngstown State. They're in the road. They're facing off against UW-Milwaukee. UW-Milwaukee is a home underdog of two and a half points. Your total on this game, it is 158 and a half. I will rudely interrupt for just a second here to let you guys know that, yes, indeed, Minnesota, they do go to 22-3 and three against the spread. This bunch, I mean, it has been absolutely tremendous for them all season long. They are putting the final touches on Ohio State. They were a closing line favorite of about two and a half to three points. Right now, you've got Elijah Hawkins at the free throw line trying to knock down these free throws to be able to get this one home. Right now, they're up by kind of 85 to 76. That's about 29 and a half seconds remaining. So when that does go final, you're going to be able to cash that one in. And with regards to this UW-Milwaukee versus Youngstown Saint game, it is a very interesting one in which I did make Youngstown Saint the favorite. I'm going to be looking at them laying this two and a half point line. You've got a UW-Milwaukee team. That I do think that they're just a little bit too have top heavy. You've got BJ Freeman, who's been tremendous. He's able to give you about 18 and a half points, six boards. And this UW-Milwaukee team, the one thing that they do for helping out Mr. BJ Freeman, they've been able to do a good job of hitting the glass. They're a top 125 team in all of college basketball. In terms of their rebound rate, you've got someone like a Faison Fields who's able to give you about five rebounds per game, but CUW-Milwaukee defense is just absolutely atrocious. UW-Milwaukee, I mean, forget about being in the top like 150 or something with regards to their defense. How about if we get this team into the top 300? 308 
18th in the country. Turns points allowed on a per possession basis. They give up open three after open three. And for Youngstown State, they're giving up fewer points per possession on the road rather than at home. They're 106th in all of college basketball. They're points allowed on a per possession basis. But this is a top 65 defense when they do leave home for Youngstown State. They've also got guys down low that are going to be able to do a solid job in their own right. Ziggy Reed, someone that comes in from Merrimack. He's been able to shoot about 40% for three. He's been able to do a good job supplying the team with about 15 points per contest. DJ Turnetta Burns, who comes in from Murray State. He's the best overall rebounder in this game. He's been able to supply about 10 rebounds per game. This is a UW-Milwaukee team that, without question, they've been a little bit better with regards to their offense when they've been at home. But they do go up against a Youngstown State team that also has been shooting better from three-point range when they've been on the road as well. And for UW-Milwaukee, for those splits, by the way, they're shooting about 36.5% from three-point range at home. That goes down to about 30.3% in a roadside shoot score venue. But it feels like this UW-Milwaukee team just all season long, they've been playing a little bit too fast for their own good. But I do think that with the way that Youngstown State is able to slow games down, the way that they're able to do a nice job hitting the glass. And for Youngstown State, they themselves do a relatively solid job of being able to take care of the ball. I will say to the credit of UW-Milwaukee, this isn't a team that gets as out of sorts as they did a season ago. Last year, UW-Milwaukee was committing right around about 14 turnovers per game. They've been able to cut that down by a turnover or two per contest. But do you think that this total is a little bit too high? I think that Youngstown State does a solid job being able to guard the arc to be able to keep this total under. But I do think that Youngstown State here at 2.5, they're going to be able to get it done. I'm willing to lay up to 2.5 with them. And coming up next, we're taking a look at the late Thursday slash early Friday college basketball card with Kobe Dan of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. You're looking for a betting edge on college basketball. The VSN experts have got you covered. Become a VSN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bet emails. 
24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, plus bracket breakdowns, and full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns for every single game. That's over at vsin.com slash pro. Subscribe today over at vsin.com slash pro. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. It is always great to be joined by this man, Kobe Dan. He does such good work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, taking a look at all things college sports. And Kobe, it is one of the most glorious times of year, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, you're welcome. And yes, how about last night's? I mean, I feel like every game last night was a buzzer beater, a court storming. You know, whether it was whether it was Penn State, LSU, New Mexico, there was a great game in the SoCon. Like, best time of year, man. Absolutely good for all teams except for Miami. You got completely lambasted by Duke last night. That was not good for them. And Kobe, before we dive in on the Friday card, is there anything late on Thursday that you're going to be taking a look at? Because we've got a few games that are going to be going down late with regards to like the West Coast Conference, Big West, and then obviously we've got a few Pac-12 games. But is there anything that you do like with regards to these games that are going to be going off late here on Thursday? Uh, I mean... I was going to take a shot. I haven't done it yet because of the injury situation, but on Loyola Marymount, just because they've had so many guys out. But uh, here's another one. I took UC Santa Barbara. UC Santa Barbara is one I like. I know they've had a down, down year, but I feel like Irvine Santa Barbara is a little bit of a rivalry. I live out here in LA and uh, I think they can cover the 10 and a half against Irvine. Um, that's one that I'm, 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 I'm on. And I'm also on Stanford minus one and a half against Oregon. Stanford's been such a hard team to read, but on the farm, they did take down Arizona. They've had a couple good wins in the non-con. Uh, but those are the two plays I'm on. I was considering Loyola, but with the uncertainty on the player situation, I think I'm going to back away. And then with regards to the big game that we are going to be seeing late in terms of Arizona versus Washington State, this has gotten up to Washington State in most places being a 13-point underdog. I'm seeing a straight 13.5 as well. Is that enough for you to be able to buy in on this Washington State team that was able to knock off Arizona last time around or just Arizona too much of a bulldozer at home? I think the revenge angle is is where it gets scary, man. Like I, on a neutral, I would definitely take the 13, but uh, I think the fact that they caught Arizona the first time, I, I, I think the Wildcats roll big there in Tucson. So I would still lean to laying the 13, but not by that many points. I feel like it, it's close to me turning 14 or 15. I feel like is where I'd probably turn the other way, but at 13, I still think I leave lean Arizona. Yeah, this Arizona bunch has been just so different at home rather than on the road as well. So that does make it a little bit scary to say the least. And Kobe, you've been joining me throughout with regards to the show on these Thursdays. And typically we don't have the Thursday action to be able to take a look at. So that's nice. But we've got to turn it forward to the Friday games. And it's a darn shame that we don't have Sienna on the board for Friday because it's always so hilarious to take a look at Sienna catching a whole gob ton of points at us not want any part of them, but this has been a team that has been equally as disappointing out there in the Metro Atlantic, but I might be willing to buy in on them. Manhattan's playing us in Maris, and Maris is a seven-point road favorite with a total of 134, and I just don't know if Maris is able to score enough points to be able to cover this line. I'm not sure how you take a look at this game, but I think this might be finally the spot, and I'm sure that this has been said many times with Manhattan, and it has not been the spot, but this might finally be the spot where they give you a good effort. Tread lightly. That's all I'll say. Like, I, Look, I, I agree. They've lost six in a row. They're one and nine in their last ten. 
Maris is seven and six on the road, but I like this Maris team, but it, it's just, that's a big number in this conference. And Maris is 300 and, and uh, 329th in pace. So that number's gigantic. When you really combine the two, I lean Manhattan in the points, but I have gotten burned taking them with some big numbers. <laughs> they've gotten 20, they've lost games by 20 or 30 points. So Tread lightly, but yeah, I'm on the Jaspers. I'm on the Jaspers. I think they can cover this one. And you lose six in a row, you're bound to hit one of these ones. Uh, so give me the Jaspers. Let's go. And I do <laughs> like John Gallagher as a coach. He's got a massive rebuild job to do out there in Manhattan, though. But I do like him as a coach. I do think that you might be able to get a little bit of a spirited effort, as we never have to fear a spirited effort from Kobe Dan. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And I just went through this with regards to my write-up. is the Quinnipiac versus Fairfield game. And you've joined me, and you've laid it out with these Quinnipiac games, which are very much roller coaster. But looking at the total in this one, between 158.5 to 159, I like the under after the last time these two teams played. It was a 66 to 64 slog. I also do think that Quinnipiac being between about a 2.5 to a 3.5 point favorite, a little bit short. Want to get your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I agree with you on the under. Uh, look, I mean, both teams might play a fast pace, but they're both pretty solid defensive teams, surprisingly, in the MAAC. Um, uh, I also have a lean as far as the game. I. I couldn't trust Quinnipiac all year. I, I know they're in first place. They're 19 and six. They're having a great year. I still am reluctant to buy into this team and Fairfield on the other side of things. I have been really impressed with them as they've come along. So I think Fairfield, you know, they're a better offense, the defense. Yes. Quinnipiac's defense charts about 64 spots better, I think than uh than Fairfield's. But when you add both together and the fact that Quinnipiac has lost two straight, I think they've lost two straight for a reason. I, I thought it was an outlier when they were winning that many games in a row. I was like, they're getting lucky. They're getting lucky. Uh, I think Fairfield can cover that number. And I actually think they're alive to win the game outright. So uh, yeah, let's load up. Let's load up. The Fairfield shoots the three really well too. So um, I'll I'll take a shot on the stags to get it done with the points at Quinnipiac. But yes, I do like the under as well. And I know that you were talking about you being slow to buy in on Quinnipiac, a team that I was a little bit slow to buy in on was Duquesne as well. But it feels like they're starting to play a little bit of better basketball. They're on the road against a Fordham team that is always going to play good defense. But man, this Fordham offense just has not been able to get online. Mostly seeing threes out there, though. I'm seeing a two pop up on the board with Duquesne laying a total of 139 and a half. Personally, I would need the three and not a half a point more to be able to lay with Duquesne. That two is all the better. That's something that I'd feel a little bit better about laying. But I'm looking at Duquesne in this spot. Want to get your thoughts, though, because it is a Fordham team that has been very hard to gauge all season long. Unbelievably hard. And I'll, I'll even add into the fact that Duquesne's been an up and down team, too. Uh, you know, I leaned Fordham in this. Just because I feel like a team that's lost four in a row is due. I understand Duquesne has maybe turned a corner. They've won, I think, seven out of their last ten. Uh, but there's still been awful on the road. I don't know how you any you can have a lot of faith with the Dukes on the road. Uh, so I'll take a shot. I'll take a shot on 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 Fordham. I just think, uh, you know, the experience factor. You know. They have been one of the hardest teams to read in all of college basketball this year. They have some good wins, but they also have some awful, awful losses. 
they're going to add to one of their good wins here uh, as they, as they get the win, I think outright against Duquesne in, a, in an upset. It has been so interesting to take a look at this bunch and you always get that Atlantic 10 game every single week. Well, they didn't give us the world's greatest Atlantic 10 game this week, and they didn't give us the greatest Mountain West game this week as well. San Jose State, they're going to be playing us at Nevada. Nevada's a nine and a half point road favor with a total of 140, and I've been wanting to trust in this San Jose State team all season long. Tim Miles, I think, is a good coach. It just hasn't happened for them. How do you evaluate this game? Because the one thing that I do take a look at is the total of 140. I think it's too low with the way that San Jose State is just not playing defense right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 337th in defensive rating. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say the over is probably the smarter play out of any of this. Nevada has a tenant. I shouldn't say this year. I do think this is Steve Alford's best team in a while. Like his coach team better than any UCLA team in my mind. Uh, they have a tendency historically to take, to take these, you know, weaker games and really play with their food. But this year they have the veteran team with Lucas Blackshear that just got guys to, to get it done. No one's going to go to this game. San Jose's crowd is the one spot in the mountain West where no one really shows up. I'll lay the nine and a half Steve Alfred though. Come on. This is, this is it. You're, you're in range. Do not, do not play with your food here against San Jose because historically I feel like Nevada or Steve Alfred coach teams have really done that. But I just think they're just a way better team than San Jose state. So I will lay the nine and a half. Yep. I do think that they're a better team as well. And we've got about 45 seconds remaining. Anything else that you're looking at for Friday? Yes. Uh, I love Akron. They just lost a rivalry game to, uh, to Toledo. I think they bounced back with Ali Ali and Enrique Freeman. Kent state's not the same as they were a year ago. Kent state's got to go to Akron. I like Akron laying the seven at home in the Mac. I also love Bowling green as an upset spot uh, battle of what is it? I 75. Is it uh, Bowling green to get Toledo? The fighting Todd Simons. I love it. And I love getting you on the show. Kobe always a pleasure. My friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always great to have Kobe Dant of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Board. And from one great guest to another, coming up next, we talk a little UFC with Billy Ward of Fantasy Labs and Action Network here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you have yet to, please do check out the all new VSIN.com. It's got a fresh new layout. You're able to find all of our tools for helping you bet smarter a little bit easier on there as well. That includes my daily handicap betting lines. We've got so many great articles from the two gentlemen that are coming up after me, Wes Reynolds along with Matt Humans on their day in and day out as well. So please do check out the all new Visa.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. It is always great to be joined by this fan. It's Billy Ward. He does great work over at Action Network along with Fantasy Labs to break down this week's UFC action. And Billy, it is a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun, by the way, because a lot of these fight night cards, they're typically at the Apex. It's a dead, dead environment when it's at the Apex. This is going to be happening out there in Mexico City. And before we dive in on the card, is there any sort of advantage for these Mexican fighters that are going to be fighting in front of their home crowds? Because I do think that that's a little bit of an element for these fights away from the Apex that is always worth taking a look at. 
Yeah, I think it's more subtle than people think. But, you know, they've done a lot of studies in other sports. And the biggest advantage to home field advantage is the crowd reaction to one team's success or failure subtly influences the refs, you know, to call penalties on the other team, things like that. I think the same thing happens with judging. You know, when a Mexican fighter lands a jab and the crowd freaks out, that's going to play to the judges subconsciously. And, you know, the other fighter might hit him with a much harder shot and kind of not get a reaction out of it. So I think when you're looking at stuff like that, I don't really think it matters. You know, it's not going to help you get an arm bar. It's not going to help you knock anyone out. But if we think it's going to go to the judges and one fighter is Mexican and one isn't, which is the case on like almost every fight on this card, I think that's a big thing that does matter and is going to sway some some scoring decisions by the officials. And I know that you were pointing this out as well. Very smart for the UFC because Mexico City, it is up there at elevation. I still remember the games that we had to evaluate last year for Major League Baseball between the San Diego Padres and the San Francisco Giants at elevation. Like every ball was flying out of the yard. So that's something that you do want to take a look at here as well. And in terms of the undercard, is there anything that you are taking a look at and you find a little bit of value on before we go into the main fights? Yeah, I actually think this is a great betting undercard. I'm a little bit more excited from a betting standpoint there. So I'll try to go quick through a few of them. One of them I like, UFC debutant Luis Rodriguez. He's fighting Dennis Bonder. Bonder's 0-2 in the UFC, been finished in both fights. One of them was a technical decision because of some weird officiating stuff. But he's been knocked out twice. I don't know a lot about Rodriguez. You know, he didn't come in off the Contender Series, hasn't fought in, like, major promotions. But you can get him at pretty solidly... Uh, I think he's okay. He's moved to like minus 120 or so here. Like that against Bonder. Bonder's just not good. Not really UFC level. One guy might not be, but we don't know that yet. So at around even money like that. Um, I also like Victor Altamirano. It definitely plus money. He's two and two in the promotion, but both of his losses are decisions. One was to Tim Elliott, who like fights everyone weird. Doesn't really tell you much. He's fighting Felipe Dos Santos, who's 0-1 with a decision. What we were just talking about, Altamirano is the Mexican fighter here fighting in Brazilian. This one's fairly likely to go to the judges. I got to check the round prop on it again, but should make it to a decision. I think that really favors Altamirano. Everything he lands, the crowd's going to lose their minds. Any big moments from him. And he's a guy who's got some unfavorable decisions, arguably, you know, lost a split in his, dis in his debut. I think that's a big play here. You know, pretty solidly plus money of plus 240. And then last one, speaking of plus money, um, uh, Daniel Lacerda, he is 0-4 in the UFC, but he just fought Edgar Chárez, was in kind of a choke, and the ref jumped in and waved it off. Lacerda was fine. He was not in any danger of being unconscious, protested right away. So they're rebooking it. Well, Lacerda's 0-4. He's had three knockdowns, scored for him in his last two losses. He's just a classic example of, like, he's been winning every fight until he doesn't. And Chirez is also winless in the UFC. Chirez even lost his fight on the Contender Series and then picked up a couple wins against really low-level regional opponents. I don't understand why Lacerda is plus 370 here. He did not lose that first fight, was arguably winning the first round with the takedown. So I'm betting like about half a unit on his money line, another quarter unit on his finish props because he finishes all of his fights, then another quarter unit on him to get it done in round one at like plus 700. So those are my big swings on the undercard are all through Daniel Lacerda or Daniel De Silva, depending on where you look. We can't really agree <laughs> on his last name here. That's very interesting to say the least, and that might be of a little bit of significance if you're looking to bet on that fight. As joining me on the show, we've got Billy Ward, who does absolutely tremendous work over at Action Network along Fantasy Labs right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And how about if we take a look at this one first? And I have to give a little bit of a shout out a few minutes ago. You're me giving O to everyone behind the scenes here at Visa and the 
person that produces this show three times a week is named Brian Ortega. Now, this is a different Brian Ortega. So unfortunately, we don't have our man doing double duty here, but you've got Brian Ortega going up against Yair Rodriguez in one of the biggest fights on this card. Right now, Mr. Ortega, they find him as an underdog. He's always a favorite around here. So I do not agree with that right away. Throw on this round prop is two and a half shaded up to the over. But how do you take a look at this Rodriguez versus Ortega fight? Because this one figures to be one of the best on the card. Yeah, I remain unconvinced it's a different guy. And if, you know, this Brian <laughs> Ortega could let us know how his shoulder's doing after the first time he fought Yair Rodriguez would be a huge help in betting this. So for those who don't know, these two fought about 18 months ago. Very close first round. Both guys kind of doing their thing. Rodriguez is a Taekwondo fighter, likes to back up flick out little kicks. Ortega's all in your face trying to get takedowns and hunt for submissions. Ortega gets the takedown, gets in an armbar. As he's pulling out, his shoulder dislocates. That was the last time we saw Brian Ortega. He was a favorite in that fight. Now he's, you know, a moderate underdog, but that's understandable. He's been out 18 months. You know, Rodriguez has been pretty good, all things considered. I think if we knew that Ortega was healthy here, I would love his money line. His his style is just kryptonite for a fighter like Rodriguez. We see it with, you know, the Machitas of the world, Lyoto Machida for those those who haven't been a UFC fan for very long. All these karate style guys, they need a lot of space and a lot of room to set up their kicks, set up their counters. Ortega does not allow for any of that. He's going to be right in your face, marching you down the whole time. I do just have enough concerns about his shoulder and that this is five rounds in Mexico City where it's like higher elevation than Denver. Cardio is a big issue here. Rodriguez, his style also doesn't use as much energy. He's kind of staying on the outside, dancing around. Ortega's going forward, shooting takedowns, going forward. So that concerns me a little bit. I found a bet I love, though, and that's Brian Ortega in the finish-only markets. It's even money on DraftKings. He has all the finishing upside here. Rodriguez is a good striker, but he doesn't hit hard. He scores points. Rodriguez, not really a submission guy, you know, the shoulder injury on Ortega notwithstanding, but that's not really repeatable. So I like it. I really like this one at plus 100. If you want to take a bigger swing, Ortega inside the distance and a little bit north at 200 is fine too. But I like the even money line. You know, you get your bet back if it goes to a decision. A decision is probably not going his way in Mexico City, no matter how the fight goes anyway. And then if you get the finish, even money is not a bad price. That is a very solid price. I like what you're doing there, and I like this fight as well. It's the main fight that we're going to be finding on the card. Brandon Roval is going to be going up against Brandon Moreno. Moreno, a very sizable favorite. Open up at a minus 255. Now between about 285, 290 is what you're laying with him. Round prop is three and a half, shaded up to the over. How do you take a look at the battle of Brandon's? Because Moreno, certainly a sizable favorite, and I do think that might be getting a little bit too lofty, though Moreno, he has been very solid, and I do think that he should be a pretty sizable favorite yeah interesting fight also a rematch from a fight that ended inconclusively um with a shoulder injury to brandon royval and i got to be careful here with both brandons it's going to throw me off when i'm talking about him but yeah you know it's an interesting fight both guys have recently challenged for the flyweight title both guys lost to alejandre pantoja the moreno fight was much closer that was a split decision it was also his third loss to pantoja so he's got a tough route to get back to the title counting ultimate fighter and then Roy Val, you know, got beat pretty solidly by Pantoja, but not a bad showing. I'm concerned, though, this wasn't the original booking here for uh, Moreno, who's supposed to fight Amir Al-Bazi. Roy Val's had about five weeks to prepare, so it's not a huge, you know, issue. But again, with that short notice, with the elevation, that concerns me. On the other hand, Roy Val trains in Denver, where Moreno trains in Las Vegas, which, as you know, not super high elevation. So he could have the advantage in the cardio there. 
don't love this one from a betting standpoint. I think what I'm going to do, and I haven't placed it yet, is Roy Val inside the distance at plus 400. Just like we were talking about, he's probably not going to win a decision against, you know, the hometown favorite, especially when you think that his cardio might give out in the third, fourth, fifth round since it's a little bit short notice. But he's got a lot of finishing upside. He's finished four of his five UFC fights. Good submission guy. Likes to grapple. Hits pretty hard when he has the opportunity. So, yeah, plus 400, you know, quarter unit bat, half a unit if you want to get real crazy. That's where I'm at on that one. And then we've got about one minute for this one. You said that there were not a lot of fights with a super short round prop. We've got one, though. Chris Duncan against Manuel Torres. Round prop is one and a half shaded way in the heck to the under at about a minus 180. And Torres is a minus 180 to a minus 185 favorite. Anything you're willing to do with this fight? Yeah, this is one I'm going to make a little plug for my luck ratings piece here. I took Torres at minus 135 earlier in the week and published that article. That line is blown out. It's almost to the point where I'm concerned that there's something that someone knows that we don't, a little bit of James Krause experience. Uh, my coworker at Action Network, though, just posted in our private Slack, Tony Sartori, that he's taken Torres by knockout at plus 120. That's a great line if you can get that, because when we see all this movement coming in on a guy, could be an injury, could be some kind of lack of preparation coming on the other side. It's just enough movement that I'm a little bit concerned about that stuff, and we can still get knockout at, you know, plus money. That usually also can uh, contains like DQs or other weird stoppages. I think that's the sharp way if you're betting it now, but what you should be doing is reading my luck ratings and getting the minus 135 earlier in the week. I love it. Billy Ward does a great job on the fight front. And coming up next, we take a look at some college basketball and a beer review on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. 
week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and utilize that promo code of VSIM when you sign up because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We're back here for the final segment of the night right here on the Greg Pearson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Coming up after myself, you're going to be getting Visa tonight with Wes Reynolds along with Matt Humans, and I certainly do encourage you to tune in. Those two guys, they do an absolutely tremendous job. You're going to get great college basketball insights. They do such good work on golf. They're taking a look at the NFL offseason. These guys are five-tool players. They check every single box, so you do want to be tuning in there. And my objective now, it is very simple. Try to get you guys the VSIN tonight very safely, cleanly, and hopefully with a little bit more money in pocket. And some of these college basketball games, well, they are absolutely bonkers, as I was alerting you guys that I think Arizona State got down 24 points in this game. It might have been 25. And it's now a seven-point game, so if you're looking to bet this thing live, you're now only getting six-half points with Arizona State. So they're trying to make a Herculean run for our DK Network right up pick, and... Sometimes you just need to put down a little bit of a beverage or two, and we've got you guys covered there as well. We'll get you a brief beer review before we take a look at some of the late action that we've got for the Thursday, turn it forward to Friday as well as we've got ourselves one from the Midwest to take a look at here on Hoops and Hops. And the beer review bracket does rage on. It was Evil Twin going up against Bells. And Bells, they are throwing one of their newest ones, the Oberon Eclipse. It was a lighter feel than most 6.3% alcohol by volume beers. And most of you know the original Oberon. This is actually a new one from Bells. And the mouthfeel, it was pretty nice without going over the top with regards to the orange. Most of these wheat beers, sometimes they overdo it. I do feel like there was a little bit more spice with this one rather than the the original Oberon, which is why I did give the original Oberon an 8.5 out of 10, and this one got a little bit more of an 8, but it was just enough for Bells to be able to survive in advance past Evil Twin in the beer review bracket. This is around 32. Bells the 3 seed. Evil Twin the 6 seed. They Evil Twin threw Hello Dolly in this one, and they got a 7.25 out of 10. And for Bells, they get an 8 out of 10. So Bells, they're able to survive. They're able to advance. So they are able to get the job done. And that was a pretty solid beer. Bells is one of my favorite breweries. So good to see them advance to the Sweet 16. And we are going to be taking a look at what we've got now in terms of the college basketball front for late Thursday. As there's a game or two that I've yet to hit, and I know specifically I've not hit this one. 831-832. Loyola Marymount. They throw it. They're facing off against Santa Clara. And Santa Clara does find themselves as a favorite of 10 points. Your total game is anywhere between 145 and 146. And this is just barely the buy point for me on Loyola Marymount. I did set my line at 9.5. So here at a 10, that is going to be a play for me on Loyola Marymount with Loyola Marymount. This bunch has been a little bit up and down this year. And the big thing that you want to know with Loyola Marymount, they have been dealing with just a plethora of injuries. I know that Kelly Leo Pepe is someone that has been in and out of the full for this team last few games now they do get Justice Hill back and Justice Hill is a big part of this team he is the main point guard he was over at LSU last season a few seasons ago he was a part of that Murray State team that was able to make the NCAA tournament so 
getting him back. That is absolutely massive for Loyola Marymount. And they've been able to get some relatively okay production out of someone like an Alex Johnson as well. Johnson, or Will Johnson, I should say. He comes over from UT Rio Grande Valley. He's been able to throw in there a few assists. Relatively solid shooter for a Loyola Marymount team that with regards points scored on a per possession basis. They've been a little bit up and down with that regard. And they do go up against the Santa Clara team that they've had some cracks with regards to their defense recently. Now Santa Clara, they're going to be able to control things down low in this game. They've got a seven-footer in Chris Tilly and then on top of that, they've got a little bit more of a shifty big man in Johnny O'Neill who comes in from American. They're the American Eagles, and they don't sell blue jeans, but looking to get you guys some threes. Johnny O'Neill, he's able to shoot right around about 31-32% from distance, and for Santa Clara, they do have Adama Ball, who I really like. He's been a double-figure scorer. Someone that stands right around six foot six. he's able to pop it from three, and with Santa Clara, they're another one of those teams that they do have some pretty demonstrative home and road splits. With Santa Clara, they're giving up darn near 14 points fewer for one hour possessions at home rather than in a roadside shoot score venue clocking in overall for the season right around about 130th in all of college basketball degrees of points allowed on a per possession basis while you've got a Loyola Marymount team that while they have been up down and all over the place this team has been a little bit more consistent in terms of their defense rather than their offense so it's a little bit of an interesting scenario here with Loyola Marymount certainly it's been tough for them to be able to just keep teams in front of them from three par range with all the yard injuries that they have had but that said I did set my total at 145 and a half Santa Clara a much better uh, defensive team when they're at home. So I do think that that bogs down the total just a little bit. This was a total that got down to about 144.5, 145. That would have been my buy point on the under, but now that we're getting the, or that would have been my buy point on the over I, I should say, but now that we're getting back up to about a 146 or so, this would be a spot where at 146 or higher will be a buy point for me on the under. So this is a sort of check your line sort of game as this opener was 147 and at that number I was seeing a little bit of value on the under. I personally did take the under in the spot, but if you get this down low enough, I just think that you get to a little bit of a point of no return. Meanwhile, 10 or more, so anything of double figures, I do like Loyal Marymount in this spot right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, and those are going to be some of the late games that we're going to be taking a look at. And I do want to get you guys this one as well. I mentioned it a little bit earlier on during the show, but this is a whopper of a matchup. It is a top 25 game between Washington State and Arizona. This is 833-834. Arizona still holding steady as about a 13-point favorite across the board. I'm seeing one or two 12 and a halfs out there, but mostly seeing 13, and I'm still in on Washington State in this one. I felt like this line should have been a little bit closer to 10 with Washington State. They do a really nice job of being able to hit the glass. Top 55 team in all of college basketball now for Arizona. They are giving up about 21 half to 22 points fewer per one hour possessions at home rather than in a roadside shooter court venue. And as we know, this Arizona State team, they're able, or this Arizona team, they're able to go into absolute inferno mode with regards to their offense. Top 10 team in the country in terms of points scored on a per possession basis. But Washington State was able to knock them off a little bit earlier on during the season with this Washington State team. They went at home in Pullman. They got that 73-70 to 70 win. I do think that Arizona is going to have a little bit more offensive success in this one, but that said, I do think that this is going to be an ideal circumstance for Washington State to be able to hold in there to the tune of about 10 or so points, as this Washington State team has traveled really well in terms of points slot on a per-possession basis. They're 41st in all of college basketball in a roadside shooter court venue. That really does hold up as well. So I'm going to be willing to take the 13 that I'm seeing here with Washington State. And I did sell my total 152, as this is an Arizona team that they get to 90 on the regular at home. I don't think they quite get to 90, but I do think that they do their part with this total. So good 
to be taking a look at the over as well. And then if you did miss my DK Network write-up pick from a little bit earlier on during the hour, it's a circumstance where I'm going to be taking a look at a total. And I was saying that I thought that our DK Network write-up for Thursday is dead. Well, we've got life once again as Arizona State from the great beyond down, I believe, like I said, it was either 24 or 25 points. I was looking up and I was like, good grief. What in the heck are we doing here, guys? Well, it is now a six-point game with about four minutes remaining, so we shall buckle up for safety and hope to be able to get a winner there. But also do want to give you guys this of 887, 888. Quinnipiac playing us a Fairfield with Fairfield being a underdog of three points. And the total on this game, it's anywhere between 157.5, seeing as high as 159 out there. The total seems to be going downwards, so do want to be blocking this in probably sooner rather than later. But my write-up is going to be on the under. You've got a pair of teams that played a 66-64 to 64 slog the first time that they met up. And this Quinnipiac team has been a little bit shaky with regards to their three-point shooting defense, but now they go up against a Fairfield team that they do a nice job generating turnovers. Fairfield, a top 40 team in all of college basketball in terms of turnovers forced on a per possession basis. Quinnipiac, they've been an okay offensive team. They're about 102nd in the country with regards to points scored on a per possession basis and they do play a little bit more up-tempo than Quinnipiac team. They're about 51st in the country with regards to total possessions per game, but they do get a little bit sloppy with it as well. Even though Savion Lewis is a top five guy with regards to assists per game at 7.3 per contest. That is number four among qualifying players in all of college basketball. His team is 203rd with regards to turnovers committed on a per possession basis when they're at home. And this just feels like a matchup in general that is not going to be allowing for a whole heck of a lot of offense, especially with the way that Fairfield has guarded the arc away from home. They allow opponents to shoot 31.2% from three-point range in a roadside shoot court environment. That's 43rd in all of college basketball. And you're noticing in some of these conferences where the travel is less that the defenses, they take less of a drop off away from home. I was talking a lot about the Big West tonight in the Big West. Every single team out there in that conference stands Hawaii. They're all out there in California. And what you notice with a lot of those teams, they're actually more efficient with their defense away from home rather than at home. And you're able to find some of those splits in the Metro Atlantic as well. So a lot of these teams, they're in sort of that Metro New York sort of area. You'll have a few teams that are a little bit further away, like Fairfield. They're out there in the great state of Connecticut. But that said, the travel, it is nowhere near what you're going to be finding in like the Big 12, the Big 10, which is always why you've got just such big home and road splits there. And it's why it is just so difficult for any sort of Big 10 team to be able to get a win on the road. Just look at Ohio State as they fell in that game to Minnesota, who's now, by the way, 23-3 and against the spread. Just a Herculean effort from them. And you're going to get a Herculean effort coming up next from Matt Humans along with Wes Reynolds on Beeson tonight, right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 